In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with Mac Robinson. Mac, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Paul? Good, mate. And today we're going to talk about wide receivers. What the hell is that room looking like? I've got a piece of paper in front of me with about 12 names on it, and I've got no idea where it's going to go. So we can have a discussion about that a little bit later. But first of all, I want to ask, you're a Spurs fan, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Come on, you Spurs, man. And what's your views, uh, Champions I, League final? I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I already have it all planned out. So in Cleveland, there, there's a bar called uh, the Old Angle uh, downtown. And so I've already got a few of my other uh, Spurs friends that uh, we're all going to be going down, watching the Champions, Champions League final uh, together at the, at the bar. So we're all good to go. We're all excited. And I uh, can't wait to get going. So I'm guessing it's about an 8 o'clock kickoff in England or yes so it'd be nine o'clock there so it'd be about three o'clock in the in the afternoon yes it is that's a lovely uh time to watch game that's when we watch it in England classically so uh yeah exactly and best part is is that so we got that going at three saves enough time to go ahead celebrate afterwards here knocking on wood but I mean uh hoping hoping that uh we can celebrate a a title I'm actually going to be at a wedding for the game Ooh. And the uh, bride and groom have got absolute zero interest in sport. Oh. So, um, oh, so they're, they're like that. They're like the uh, the bride or the uh, the bridesmaids that planned out the their bridal shower or yeah. uh, planned out their bachelorette party at the NFL draft weekend. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah, and uh, <laughs> so the plan is going to be I'm going to get a nice big uh, iPad. And maybe a small iPad would be nice and just watch it uh, at my desk so, uh, or my seat at the wedding. So uh, uh, that would be good. And uh, we're a Browns podcast, so let's talk some Browns news. Okay. I think that the Jags are releasing Kessler. Do you think that's his career over? or? Uh, I, I mean, for Cody Kessler, I mean, I, I know I can say trust me at this point, unlike Hugh Jackson did when they first took him. But trust me, I mean, Cody Kessler is going to be a backup for his career. I mean, he, he's shown that he, he can play a little bit here and there. But, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, he's, he's nothing more than a backup. And uh, for him, he's going to be one of those guys who's going to be serviceable uh, if you need him. But at the same time, too, he's not going to be anything special. Yeah. He was super accurate um, coming out of uh, college. And uh, I think even his stats in the NFL were quite accurate, but he didn't really take the ball very far, did he? Yeah, no, that was the one thing was I got a chance to see him in uh, the 2017 training camp. And really, you could tell you saw Brock Osweiler and you would see the ball just zip right by. And you saw the same thing from uh, Deshaun Kaiser. The ball would just zip right by. And then just Cody Kessler, you would see it would – it would be like people, you, he throws the ball, it's just drifting, 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 drifting. People, you can time it, see how long it is up in the air. It's basically a glorified punt. But he, <laughs> uh, so he had a lot of air under the ball, but he didn't have enough zip to really get through, honestly, in my opinion. There's, there's a blast from the past. 
Brock Eisweiler. <laughs> Where's he now? Uh, I, I think free Bryson, agent. He's a free agent. Yeah. I, I mean, I know he, uh, he was playing a good amount in Miami. So that, that was always, that was always great to see last year, but I mean, um, yeah, just a big blast from the past. I thought, I thought the games I saw, he looks quite good for the uh, Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. Brock Lobster uh, really playing well down in Miami, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's an, he's another one where just big armed, big bodied, and really wasn't wasn't too accurate as a quarterback. So you had two. Dis- if you put them together, I mean, I'm sure that that Brock Kessler would uh, be a very good quarterback with the, the accuracy and the, the big arm, but at the same time, too, uh, just couldn't work it out. Do you think um, he'll get another gig as a backup quarterback, or is he? I think so. I think so. I mean, I think his arm strength is enough to where he, he warrants giving uh, another chance to where, I mean, he showed it last year. Like you said, he didn't look that bad uh, as a backup last year coming in. So I feel like he's somebody who another team can go ahead, take a chance on, and um, – just in case, uh, go ahead, throw him in for a couple games. Yeah, a bit like, um, what's he called? Uh, Fitzmagic. Um, he's got mm-hmm. the flair and he's got the ability to maybe do something crazy, come on, no pressure, no stress. Where Cody Kessler, I think you just know he's just going to be simple, get the, get the yards, and maybe not a first down. That's the problem. Yeah, out of anything, he's going to be a game manager where it's just come in, don't turn the ball over, and we're not going to try to push it deep or anything like that. He's just going to be that guy to kind of just manage the offense as he goes. Yeah, excellent. Uh, well, look, I want to carry on the season, look around this wide receiver room, and um, I'm going to take Duke Johnson out of the equation as a slot. It, it could work, it may not. Have you got any views on that? Would you like to see Duke as a slot receiver? Uh, when it comes to Duke, I mean, I, I think that he has the ability to go ahead and play as a wide receiver on the outs or uh, in, in the slot, like you mentioned. But uh, when it comes to Duke, I think that for him, he he's that multi-purpose weapon. So in the same way that I look at, he he's kind of like a poor man's James White, the way that uh, the Patriots use him, where he's one of that he's one of those receivers that you can go ahead utilize out of the backfield, kind of use as uh, an explosive player in space. So I think that Duke has his value, but at the same time too, you see now there's a lot of better weapons overall all around to where I don't necessarily think that Duke will get as many touches, but at the same time too, he should play well in his role if he's able to uh, play through in his role. Okay. And the next question is, do you think we have five or six wide receivers? See, I think we're actually looking at possibly having seven in my opinion. Seven, yeah. I, I think that when it comes to the way that the NFL is and the way that this roster is kind of sitting currently, just taking a look at it. Obviously, you got your top-heavy guys when it comes to Odell and Jarvis, um, but Rashard Higgins, I think, can be that main uh, possession receiver uh, for, the, for the Browns this season, as well as Antonio Callaway being that guy to kind of take the top off the defense and allow Odell and Jarvis to kind of play in their own roles. But on top of that, too, you've got Damian Ratley, uh, as somebody who is a speed guy, had a lot of big plays in college, but also you have Derek Willies who's coming off injury last season. Um, the the other guys that are interesting to me, just kind of name-wise, uh, Jalen Strong is a guy who really seems like he could be one of those reclamation projects for this team. Um, they did it similarly with another 2015 draft pick in Brashad Perriman last season, but Strong was cut by 
uh, the Jaguars, like you mentioned with Kessler, but they were, he was cut by the Jaguars, cut by the Texans as well. Um, but not only that, too, the rest of them are really guys who you've heard of focus from John Dorsey and from uh, Freddie Kitchens about the special teams aspect. Of, uh, of the Browns, and you see Giuseppe as somebody who is a, a speed threat uh, from the kick returning position as well. Um, Ishmael Hyman, he's another one uh, who is another one who could be that special teams ace type of player. Uh, actually, in high school, was a, was a track star, um, setting school records as well in the 200 300-meter dash. But on top of that, you also have Dorian Baker, who's somebody who's interesting, as well as DJ Montgomery, who was that go-to guy for Austin P. So the back end of this wide receiver room is, some, is really interesting, in my opinion. All right, great. Well, let's try and break it down a little bit. So you'll send seven wide receivers. Yes. Where where do you think we're going to gain an extra uh, uh, position, basically? Um, So for me, yeah. So for me, I think the three or the four that are safe, obviously, are obviously Odell, Jarvis, I think Higgins. I mean, where do you think we're going to get a, like, classically, we have six wide receivers. Where do do you think we'll lose a... um, so an extra body, you could say. So for me, I, I would say looking at the tight end room right now. I mean, I, I look at the tight end room, and while Orson Charles is a bit of an H back, um, I would say that looking at, I mean, you have Farrell Brown, you have five tight ends uh, currently from the from the team last year, as well as picking up uh, Stephen Carlson uh, out of Princeton. So I think that you can go ahead, you can lose a couple of those tight ends, I think, as well as taking a look at some of the DBs. Obviously, you're going to have a, a deep d- uh, defensive back room, everything like that when it comes to corners and safeties. But I do think that you're going to go ahead and see some of these guys go ahead and get cut down. And I think you're going to see some extra wide receivers kind of lending more towards the special teams aspect as well as being on the field okay excellent and um, yeah let's go with whatever Beckham does he's on the roster except for an injury yes yes I, I would completely agree with that Landry on the roster can't see anything happening could you see anyone coming in and trading or wanting him or I, I think with Landry, I think that the biggest thing with him is that you saw it when it came to the Odell Beckham introductory conference. They basically put out all of their stars. This is our core on on that stage. When you saw Odell, you saw Jarvis, you saw Baker, and you saw Miles. And so I think that Jarvis is one of those guys where as much as we talk about um, his, his cap number, I know Jack loves to talk about that as well, but <laughs> when it when it comes to his cap number, I think that you're also taking into account what he brings to the locker room. And I think that he's one of those guys who's going to be a big energy guy for this team going forward. And I think that he's somebody who's going to be here to set. Okay, great. So we've got Beckham, Landry, Lockton. Okay, here's a tough question for you. If you could pick one, Callaway or Higgins, who would you pick? I would pick Higgins. I know, I'm a, I, know I think I'm in the minority here, but I, I would pick Higgins because of the fact that I think that he meshes really well when it comes to the other two. So for my, in my opinion, Jarvis Landry, he's going to be a very good slot player because you're not only talking about uh, the attention to Odell, but also that attention to, is going to Odell away from Jarvis. I think that he's going to be a solid number two, but you're also thinking that the third option when it comes to those guys is going to be Higgins, and Higgins last year demonstrated when he's able to get open, he's able to take advantage of it and make plays. So I think that he's somebody who I think is very underrated when it comes to this wide receiver room. And Higgins and uh, Mayfield have got a great relationship. So 
Yeah, yeah. And they were somebody, they were a tandem that you could really see in training camp last year as well, uh, really working well together as, as a group. Okay, then another question. Do you think Callaway is going to have a breakout season or do you think he's just going to um, learn and have a quite a steady season? I think Callaway really was underrated near the end of last year. I think that he made some big plays for the team when you started to see the ball kind of pass around. You saw them go ahead, feature a little bit more of Perriman, and that took a little bit of the pressure off Callaway. I mean, heck, he had a few back-to-back big plays against the Texans at both the first one was called back. The next one was fumbled by the time that he got back there. So he basically ran the length of the field again. So for him, I mean, I think that he's going to be somebody who has a breakout year as that deep threat. But I also don't expect them to go ahead and utilize him for 50 snaps a game like they were at the beginning of the year. Go ahead, utilize him in a smaller role, 30 to 40 snaps, running down the field, taking the top off the defense. I think he can be very successful in that role. Yeah, okay. So then four wide receivers are locked on pending any injuries. God forbid, I'd hate anything to happen. But all four of them making the roster, you agree? Yes, I would completely agree. Higgins, I know he got the um, – uh, Jack would know this with his cap stuff, but do you know um, what, um, what contract he finally got in the end? Um, I be- fifth round or a- – uh, I believe that he um, – I believe he signed his tender, uh, but – let me go ahead and see if I can pull this up real quick. So for him this season, he's going to be getting uh, basically a little bit over $2 million for his, uh, for his contract with the team. Okay, cool. Yeah, so he's in, he's, he's, in the, uh, he's in the roster, okay, pending injury. So, yeah, we've got four locked on. And mm-hmm. then you mentioned that your fifth name instantly was Ratley. Do you think he's the, the – um, the next one that potentially could make it, or do you think there's um, other names out there that you think got a higher chance? Um, I, I think Radley has probably the the most uh, likelihood to get on there just because of the fact that he was a draft pick for them last season as well. Um, he was taking a sixth round. Um, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to Ratley, I think that he has the speed, he has a big playability, and I think that he's somebody who demonstrated on special teams last year that he actually is able to play and help in that role. So I can see Ratley definitely making the roster as well. I, I would probably put him probably around 60% at the moment, I would say, to make the roster. Okay. I like the way he did that, 60%. And then Strong for me is quite interesting because he's a player with proven uh, talent – Obviously, he's been unsuccessful a couple of uh, clubs recently. He could be another Perryman. Yeah, well, the only thing when it comes to Strong is that with Perryman, obviously, you had the the crazy 40 time from his pro day. Uh, but when it comes to Strong, he was a little bit of a slower wide receiver. Uh, he was a big body type of red zone threat, too. And they basically have him kind of listed as a little bit of a slot guy uh, for this team. But... Strong is somebody who I think can be interesting as a potential reclamation project. Um, he's only got 30 catches in his career for just over 300 yards. Um, so for him, he's somebody who I think if you give him a small role, I think that he, there's a possibility for him. But as of right now, it's, it's not looking likely in my opinion that he makes a roster. But I think that it's an interesting um, addition for, for this team. Can you – can you remember where he got drafted? Uh, I believe it was in the second round of the Texans. 
I think that was in 2015. Good knowledge. The 70th pick in 2015. Uh, third round. There we go. I was just a round off. Right day. Wrong, wrong round. <laughs> and the Texans traded with New York Jets for the pick. So they really wanted him. Yeah, yeah. And he was somebody who I, I actually, I, I really liked coming out in the draft. I thought that he would have been a guy who could be a solid red zone threat. Uh, for me, I, I actually, I really liked him. Um, I, I was a fan of Perriman. I, I liked the physical tools that both of them had. Um, Perriman more so than, um, than Strong. But I, uh, I, I think that when it comes to Strong, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in and try to see how he looks in training camp. I'm, I'm kind of holding my judgment until I, get to, I, until I get a chance to see how he does. And Strong, does he play special teams? Um, I, I'm not totally sure about yeah. him. I still have to do a, a deep dive into that. Um, to check and see on that. Also, too, like I said, one, once I get a training camp, I'll, I'll get a good eye for it and uh, double-check with that as well. Oh, excellent. So um, what do you reckon Strong's chances of making the uh, roster? I mean, I, it's tough to say because he hasn't played since 2017. So for him, it, it's a little bit of a toss-up just because of the fact that he was cut by the Jaguars um, after being cut by the Texans. He only played in two games in 2017. So um, I, I wouldn't say the chances are great, uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see how much that he's got at training camp and see where he's at physically uh, as well as play on the field. We're going to go 30%? Uh, yeah, I'll go 30. I'll go 30. All right, great. And then, so who do you reckon the next name you reckon that could be a good shout to be on the roster? Um, I would say Derek Willies is my is my X factor for for this group because of the fact that he played in five he played in the first five games of the year, uh, but when it came to Willies, he got injured in that game against the Ravens where he really seemed like he was getting a lot of he was really getting it going, especially the chemistry with Baker Mayfield. So you saw that there. I I, I like him. And I'm interested to see how he's able to come back following his injury and see how he's able to play uh, this, this season. Yeah, on, um, on draft the free agent, obviously we were really lacking in wide receivers uh, last year. Mm -hmm. Has he got the cut? I'd be really interested to see. Yeah, and, and like I said too, it all depends on how he's able to come back from his injury. Uh, because if he's able to kind of roll back and kind of come back and show the flash that you saw in that game against the Ravens, I think that he could be somebody who's a very underrated addition, especially in uh, as good of a top-heavy wide receiver group that the Browns have. What, what do you reckon is a uh, chance of making the roster? I would say 35. I, I would say better than strong just because yeah. of the fact that he has the rapport with Baker. Um, that you show that he showed last year. So I would say better than better than Strong's, but at the same time too, I wouldn't go more than more than forty percent. So I would say probably thirty-five is about right. Then another guy quite similar, obviously featured in Hard Knocks, uh, Blake Jackson. Mm -hmm. uh, Jackson was somebody who I actually I I liked last year. I got a chance to talk to him a little bit during training camp, and I mean, seems like good guy, everything like that, and he. Flesh a little bit more on special teams, so I think that there is a chance for him. But at the same time, too, uh, you really didn't see him get onto the field all that much. Um, I would probably say about 20% uh, for Blake Jackson uh, when it comes to making the roster. But he's going to be somebody that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. You think that, that much, uh, that high chance, 20? 
Uh, I would say about 20. Yeah. I would say, I would say 20 just because, I mean, I, I wouldn't go any, any higher than 25%. So I'm just going to kind of play it safe, put him, put him at about 20. Yeah. He, he was on the practice squad a lot last year and then he was elevated for the last game of the season. I, I see it a lot less. I, I'm going to say 10%, I reckon, chance of him making the roster. Okay. Okay. And then we, we're left with four names, and look, there could be more people out there on trial, and uh, we just can't keep up. Uh, Mr. Baker, the second. Yes, uh, Dorian from Kentucky, actually. Uh, interesting guy because he really flashed early on in his career at Kentucky. And not only that, too, he's from Cleveland, played at Cleveland Heights uh, High School as well. Um, but Baker really flashed in his sophomore season, but also had an ankle injury that caused him to miss the 2017 season. So he's somebody who you got to see how he plays. Is he the guy before the injury, or has he now fully recovered now at this point? Or do you still see some of the lingering effects of that after his uh, after his injury? Do you think uh, they'll be testing him out on special teams? Or I think so. I think so. I think that when it comes to the entire back half of this roster, I think that you're going to be looking at that for sure. Yeah. And then obviously uh, Giuseppe with his um, kick returns. Yes, yes. He's somebody that, once again, uh, he, I'm really going to be keeping an eye on him. Uh, just because of the fact that when it comes to Giuseppe, uh, the fact that his his kick returning abilities, you now when it comes to this team, I, I'm starting to see a, a little bit of a lack of a kick returner and, or at least an explosive kick returner, especially with Peppers now being moved on to the Giants. You now don't have that dedicated kick returner and punt returner on this team. So it wouldn't shock me if they carry one in that type of a role. Who would you say our uh, kicker return is today? Oof. I mean, the, the one with the most experience that I would probably trust with it would be, I mean, Callaway. Uh, Callaway was somebody who was kind of brought up a little bit slower uh, last year, obviously getting used to the position again, having, having missed the uh, 2017 season uh, due to suspension at Florida. So for him, I think they were trying to get him a little bit used to the speed again, getting back into football shape. And for Callaway, it wouldn't shock me if they tried him out in that role, but Giuseppe's another one that I'm keeping an eye on to that position. Well, obviously, um, if I'm correct, Hunt was a kick returner? Uh, I believe so. I believe Hunt was, and I know Landry and Odell have history of it as well. But for me, I'm also – I don't want to overutilize some of the offensive skill players uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to kick returning and everything like that. I'd rather have a dedicated uh, kick returner that way you're able to have a guy who's able to come out, go full, full force for those plays, and then you're able to go, go ahead and use those guys as explosive players in that role. Uh, Hilliard as well, he used to do a few kick returns, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. He, he played special teams a good amount last year as well. Yeah. How, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about this. Imagine if uh, Beckham was doing our kick returns. People would be like, don't injure him, don't injure him. But it'd be a good... <laughs> It'd be a good opportunity for him to get the ball when there's so many other avenues and weapons out there that um, it could work. I think he – well, he's done it in the past. So, I mean, I know he has a history of it. But at the same time, too, looking at uh, the way that Odell is and the way that he's able to make plays, like I said, I would rather have a guy where – especially for a guy who's as explosive as Odell, I don't want to have him wasting some of that gas – on that, on those kick returns when you're going to be coming out right after that. So 
for me, I would rather go ahead and have a guy who's dedicated into that role and go ahead and utilize somebody who may be the sixth or seventh wide receiver, go ahead and put him in that kick return spot. And do you think Giuseppe's any good? Um, I, like I said, it's going to be interesting. I think that he's got the speed to be able to do it. And obviously he's able to do it at a smaller school. So he's somebody I'm going to be keeping an eye on when it comes to training camp, um, and really watching out for, um, once we get to that point. Go on. And what's the percentage of him getting on the roster? Uh, I would say about 15%, uh, for him just because of the fact that he's at a small school. Um, but at the same time, too, without the dedicated kick returner on the roster, um, I, I would say that I, I would give him a, a decent chance at 15%. And uh, Baker, the second? Uh, Baker, I would put at about 10% um, on the roster just because of the fact that when he did come back last year, he only had 13 catches. So he's somebody who I'm keeping an eye on, but at the same time, uh, we got to keep in mind the fact that the guy was an undrafted free agent for a reason. So he's somebody who I think I'm going to be keeping an eye on, but I'm also not expecting too much out of Baker. And then we got DJ Montgomery and uh, Isaiah Hyman. Yes. Um, so Montgomery is somebody who is, a, who is the go-to guy at uh, Austin P. Uh, he had 797 yards last year for the team. And so he's somebody who – might be one of those guys who sneaks on as a possession-type guy for the back end of the wide receiver room. I'm not sure how he plays in special teams, um, but if he's going to be making the roster, that's how the that's the avenue that a lot of these guys on the back end of the roster are going to have to be able to utilize here for uh, getting onto the roster. Good. And that percentage? Um, when it comes to DJ, I, I would probably say five to ten percent, just because of the fact that I'm I'm not really sure uh, how he performs on special teams. I know how he performed at Austin P, but at the same time, uh, I'm not necessarily sure how he's able to kind of utilize both roles uh, for for him, as well as Hyman. Hyman was somebody who was a uh, was a big time track and field guy in high school. I know that going up. Uh, to James Madison. He actually was a three-star recruit who went to Kansas before he transferred to James Madison. Uh, so Hyman is somebody who could be interesting for the team. Uh, he might be another guy who um, – I know he was a big special teamer in high school, but so he might be somebody to keep an eye on uh, as well for a possible kick return spot. Okay. 5%? I would say so. Excellent. I think we have – I don't think we've missed anyone major there. So um, we'll have to look at them percentages to see if they actually make up for two potential uh, spots. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about right. Um, yeah, quick maths, that's, that's about right. Okay, great. And uh, last question, are you going to come and join us, watch the Indians, Browns meet up on the 25th of May? Yeah, sure, of course, man. You know I'll be there. Good, good, good. I'll see if I can bring you something Spurs. Actually, that's a lie. I'm not going to carry anything in my suitcase Spurs related. So, um, Oh, come on now. Come on now. Not even for the championship game. Come on. Maybe if you win it, we'll see. <laughs> well, hey, that's before the game. Come on now. <laughs> Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Spurs don't have a great relationship. So, uh, yeah, no, I know. I know. Just, uh, I just have, to, just have to try to, you know, tease you a little bit with it. So. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, Arsenal, um, Chelsea tonight could have four English teams in the uh, final of two European. That would be absolutely crazy. 
Oh yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, I know I'm excited and I can't wait for it. Oh, right, here's it. Last, last so- soccer, tough question. Okay. Would you prefer the USA to win the world cup or Spurs to win the champions league? Ooh. Ooh. Well, seeing as the Spurs are in the championship title, uh, championship league title. I, I got to go with them just because I know us, it's going to take a while for us to get back into that. So <laughs> give me, give me the championship now and then, uh, we'll see where the U S gets in, in a few years. Well, I got asked in the off if it's today, would you take Chelsea win a champions league, England win the world cup or Brown super bowl? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Give me the super bowl. Give me the super bowl. I went super bowl. Easy. Yeah. We, uh, England have won the World Cup and uh, Chelsea have won theirs. It's time for Browns to win a Super Bowl now. There you go. Exactly. Browns haven't even made it to a Super Bowl yet, but I mean, hey, give me that any day of the week. All right. Excellent. Um, Mac, where can people find the details? Uh, you guys can go ahead and find me on social media at Mac Robinson CLE. Uh, you also can go ahead and uh, find the Hurry Up podcast. I'm the host of it, uh, the Brown Toyer podcast. It's on Spotify, Audio Boom. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, basically wherever you guys can find your podcast, go ahead and find it on there. We're going to be getting some episodes coming up here soon. Got a lot of guests that I'm lining up here as well, including uh, the Scottish Hammer, Jamie Gillen, undrafted free agent punter uh, to the Cleveland Browns. So he's going to be hopping on here soon. Yeah, fingers crossed he doesn't get cut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm hoping here too. I- I'd love to see uh, the Scottish Hammer make the roster. As much as Taki Taki and Greedy Williams are great names, give me the Scottish Hammer every- any day of the week. And uh, he's injured though at the moment, I've been told. Um, yeah, I did, I did see that. But I, I know that he's somebody um, that I know he – great guy, everything like that, and he's going to be making some time to hop on and – I'm appreciative of it, but I hope that he does make the roster, though. Yeah. If only we had hard on Knox this year. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. All right, Mac. I look forward to seeing you out there and uh, keep up the good work and uh, go Browns. Yeah, go Browns. Thanks for having me on, Paul. I really appreciate it. Anytime, buddy. Great to have you on.